Hello, and welcome to Leah Speaks, a weekly podcast that discusses hot topic issues or anything involving Gen Z. Here, we create dialogue, or add to ongoing dialogue, about the things impacting our generation or things that we just find interesting in general. I'm Leah Nicole, and welcome to episode 7 of Leah Speaks. Today, we're going to be talking about the coalition Black Lives Matter at School and how young people are demanding better services from their education systems. So let's get into it. I don't know if you guys have been reading any headlines recently, but there has been some serious discourse surrounding the implementation of a new AP African American Studies course at some high schools. Apparently in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis blocked the new course, claiming that it was historically inaccurate, even though the college board, who's in charge of developing AP courses, develops the courses through intense preparation with scholars and even holds pilot phases for new courses so that they can receive feedback and revise content accordingly. But the governor is not a fan of the course. I also found out that back in April last year, he signed a law that would limit race-based discussions in school and that the governor does not want critical race theory being taught in schools. We believe in education, not indoctrination, DeSantis said during the bill signing. Is black studies indoctrination? Is teaching children about a group whose history has been completely watered down and that has rarely been accessible indoctrination? I thought schools would leap at the chance to bring a variety of studies into their curriculum, but apparently not. While there are people out there opposed to the teaching of African American studies and history in schools, there are plenty who want to see Black studies taught more. Black Lives Matter at School is a national coalition that is fighting for racial justice in education. I talked to Todd Sutton, a steering committee member of the New York City chapter for Black Lives Matter at school. I saw her at a rally that the organization was holding, and she explained more about their work. So Black Lives Matter at school really is a set of 13 guiding principles and four demands that we believe could entirely transform the education system. We see and have spoken about the issues within education, particularly when it comes to disparity for generations, but we don't see much movement. So we took it upon ourselves after the inception of the Black Lives Matter movement and the initial Black Lives Matter at school protest in 2016. We said we're going to bring that to New York. We know it's needed here. And we just work to educate folks and give them the resources to have the difficult conversations and move the work forward in their own school communities. As Sutton said, they have four demands which can be found on their website. Those demands are end zero tolerance discipline, mandate black history and ethnic studies in curriculums, hire more black teachers, and hire more counselors for schools instead of cops. From February 6th to February 10th, they have their annual week of action. The purpose of the week is to spend time engaging in conversations about race, racism, and other topics in school through a series of student-led events. And on Thursday, February 9th, they held a rally at Tweed Courthouse in New York to advocate for their demands, mainly the teaching of Black history in schools. 
Today at Tweed, um, annually we have our Black Lives Matter at school week of action. This is the week of action. The last day is tomorrow. And so every year we have a rally. We do it right here in their house because we need them to understand we're not playing. And time's a wasting, right? The more we don't adhere to things like being queer affirming and affirming black lives in school, the more we give people the ability not to do those things as well. From the administrator to the principal to the teachers to the students in the classroom. And so we're here as we have been, particularly after this pandemic that has only exacerbated inequity in black and brown communities, saying once again that we, we really have no choice but to be on these steps because things have only unfortunately gotten worse for our kids due to the budget cuts and the pandemic. So it's more important than ever that we affirm black lives both in and outside of the classroom. Considering that exacerbation of disparities, I asked Sutton what she would like to see New York do to address or change that. I think the funny thing about New York is we think we're a progressive city and we're not. And so I would love to see us really, really think about the ways we can hold people accountable for anti-blackness. When we hear about other forms of injustice, we're very clear. People still have a very difficult time naming and shaming anti-blackness. And so that is something that I would love to see. She further explained that anti-blackness tends to go under-acknowledged and that individuals are often gaslit when discussions on anti-blackness are brought up. And to her, this signifies that there is still progress that needs to be made when it comes to fully addressing racism, especially anti-blackness. How do you feel about the rejection of like, these black history courses, these AP African American history courses? What do you think about that? It's how I know we're not a progressive city. Imagine having to beg for your history to be taught in a city in which you live, in a country in which you help build. That's wild. It was beautiful to see the number of young people at the rally advocating for this cause and putting their foot down. And I think Sutton said it best, about why it's important that young people are part of demonstrations and movements. The youth are the future, but the youth are also the past. Every social movement you look at for social justice, young people have been present. And so we are really just for continuing in the tradition of our ancestors. 1964, March for, against school segregation, there were kids as young as three in that crowd. Kids as young as three all the way up to 18. So the young people ain't new to this, they true to this. And honestly, we're following their lead. We already know they know what they need, and we're just, as the adults, we want to amplify that, and we want to help support and protect them, because we know some adults respond to their demands with violence. After speaking with Sutton, I wanted to talk to a student. I mean, because after all, these issues affect the rising generation the most, and we are the ones who can change the future. Takaya Prosper is a current high school student from Brooklyn, and she had a lot to say about what's been going on in New York schools. So today we came out to this just to show support and to show that people in black communities, we need more things, counselors instead of cops inside of schools. And they're like keeping us in a trapped bubble and it's not fair. We need so much money to come in for more counselors, for more people, for just to show, just for us to benefit, you know, and to grow as students. And it's not fair to us. Why do you think the funding is going elsewhere? It's like to the cops and to somewhere else. Because I don't think they're really truly seeing the problem or if they are, they're ignoring it. And I just feel like 
they feel like us as kids we're more delinquent so they would say and that's not the case we just need to be put on a better path and if we had more things like counselors we could actually be on this better path and it would stop us from needing more cops and stuff like that yeah so why is it important for people our age to be out here advocating and protesting for things like this because it needs to it shows that we care and we need more people to show that we care to actually make a change because if we don't show that nobody's going to take us seriously they're going to be like oh yeah we're saying these things but we really don't want to change nobody's coming out nobody's showing their faces but if we actually come out in places like this and like stopping traffic nobody can deny that we want what we actually want why should we teach black history because it's important to know where we came from. Me personally, if we don't know about our past, we're just going to let history repeat itself because we're not going to know that these things happened before. So we're just going to be ignorant to the fact that it's happening again. And we're not going to realize it. We're not going to do anything about it. So I feel like it's very important to learn your own history. And why should we continue to talk about difficult topics like race and racism and subjects like that as well? Because the more that we talk about it, the less it's stigmatized. I feel like it's very stigmatized in school. It's like, oh, we shouldn't talk about it. Just keep it on the low. They learn by themselves. It's like teaching them to not fight for what they actually want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I agree with Takaya. It's really disheartening to see these waves of opposition to teaching history. Not only is Black history American history, but I also feel that people undermine how crucial it is for young people to see themselves in a classroom, where they can see themselves in history and go on to make it. And by history, I don't mean watered-down lessons on the civil rights movement and slavery. I mean teaching students about the origins of jazz music and its connection to hymns sung when black people were enslaved, about the black inventor who created the stoplight, and how modern medicine owes a lot of its success to unethical experimentation on black people. This is the history I'm talking about. Black history is American history, and black lives matter. It's not an offensive phrase, or political. Your life matters, and my life matters. My black life matters. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything, I just wanted to share with you some of the things that young people are fighting for in our world today. And maybe you'll consider helping us in fighting those battles. Y'all must want to chant. When I say black lives, you say matter. Black lives. Black lives. When I say black schools, you say matter. Black schools. Black schools. Now I know y'all can be louder than that. Some of you all have seen in the hallway, so don't even, don't play, okay? That's when right. I say black lives, you say matter, black lives. Black lives. Matter. When I say black students, you say matter, black students. Matter. Black students. Matter. When I say black teachers, you say matter, black teachers. Matter. Black teachers. Matter. When I say black families, you say matter, black families. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Leah Speaks about Black Lives and Black History at School and what young people are doing to advocate for better education systems. I'm Leah Nicole, and for more episodes, go to ammnextgen.com. See you soon.